Hey coconuts, welcome back to another episode of Weekly Market Updates where we scour the net to find worthy financial news for you. This week, FOMC is coming up tomorrow, our time. So go big or go home, right? I guess that's the question mark they're going to give us. <laughs> Let's see if they do give us the basis point that we're expecting. Better talk there. We then learned that Porsche is going through an IPO from the 20th to 28th of September. A bit more information there. Is it a bit of a scam? What should we look out for? Are we looking to invest in it? Last but not least, the big news in tech, Adobe buys Figma. You want to dissect all of that, see how they can synergize with the current suite, or is it a completely different play? All right, let's get to it. Hey, coconuts. Welcome back to another weekly episode with me, Rakesh. And Anthony. Well. New week. Exciting week ahead. New week. Scary week. Ah, it's not scary. <laughs> hmm, what scary. will happen okay. in the market? That's that sort of scary week. Yeah. I mean, look, it goes up, it goes down. That, that's life, right? <laughs> True, true. Our lives is full of ups and downs until the uh, sweet release of death, right? That's what they call it. So. <laughs> it's, it's all transitory. <laughs> wow. wow. Early, yeah? Early. <laughs> yes, very early. <laughs> all right, Coconuts, we have a couple of stories for you as usual. We're going to start off with the FOMC, right? There is one FOMC coming right. up. Is it tomorrow? Tomorrow. US yes, 21st September. 21st September. Uh, we'll talk a bit about that what we think the market could react to. We then move into a IPO, right? All Porsche right. is looking to IPO. So Porsche is owned by the Volkswagen Group um, and they're looking to IPO. So a little bit of talk about that one. And last but not least, the big news that we have heard this week, we have to cover it. That's Adobe buys Figma. Mm. All right. All right. Let's go. Anthony, let's go with right. FOMC. Tell us. Yes, I am going to try to pretend to talk about macro today. <laughs> so, so yeah, that, that OMC's meeting is, is coming up tomorrow, 21st September, you know, and, and I guess ju just to recap the, the big macro news over the past month or two, right? Because we have, we have kind of been studiously avoiding that topic, um, you know, <laughs> that, like, about a month, a month or so back, um, that Powell came out at Jackson Hole, gave this, you know, very hawkish bitch about how inflation is the top priority, then you bring it down and, and the markets crashed. Mm. And and last mm. week, you know, the data CPI and core CPI figures came out. They were higher than expected. You know, it showed that inflation was still going up. Um, we we yes. haven't like reached the peak peak inflation yet, at least as of last month. And therefore, mm. you know, the markets crashed again. So, you know, I guess everybody <laughs> is kind of waiting yes. to see what's going to happen tomorrow and how the Fed reacts. In all fairness, Anthony, we have talked a little bit about macro. We talked about it last week. We talked about it a few weeks ago. Yeah. So, okay. Not, 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 not to the level. Jefferson is, is around. Yes. So, so we yes, try. We yes, try. yes. That's fair. That's fair. Sorry, yes. continue on. Yeah, so so you no, know, I I guess th this right the the news is a bit scary, and you know we we don't so so you know to tomorrow is the action, right? We we have heard mm. all the news. Now it's really time to see how the Fed will behave. You know, are they going to live up to their rhetoric and and really go for the juggler and and try to tame inflation, or are they still you know kind of wishy washy and um hoping for the best and you know I guess trying to achieve a, a sort of soft landing right because the, the the more they raise interest rates the the, the more likely a recession is and, and that's just how it works Ab absolutely right so what what are we thinking here rate hike we know is going to be announced last yep. week we touched on what the basis points might be yes 
So, um, so yeah, in, interestingly, I think last week we, we were recording just when the inflation news came out and we were like, oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I was like, well, 75 basis points confirmed, right? Um, 100 unlikely. Um, and the good news is the market seems to agree with me, right? So I, I think <laughs> over the past... Hey, that's a first, Anthony. That's a first. Yeah, no, normally I buy it drops and I sell it goes up, right? So, you know, not, not too bad, not too bad. I, I'm going to try to continue that this week. Um, okay. Yeah, so, you know, I think the bond markets are kind of pricing in about a 20-30% chance of a 1% hike, which is... Mm. Which I think hasn't happened 100, 100 since, basis points. Uh. Like, yeah, 100 basis points, which hasn't happened in like 30, 40 years, something like that. Right? It's, it's wow. insanely long. And, you know, the, wow. the rest of it is just 75 basis points. So more likely 75, that's the base case. That's the minimum. <laughs> so, so the mm. third 75 mm. basis point hike in a row, but a possible chance of 20 to 30 percent. Um, there are 20 to 30 percent chance of, you know, a 100 basis point hike, yeah. according to the market. The... If you notice, actually, if you, if you remember last week, I said, "Hey, you know what? I think hundred could be in the in the yeah, in factor." But it's well. still unlikely. <laughs> still unlikely, but still, unlikely. still, still could happen. Still could happen, but you know, it's like yes. like I, I don't know, right? It, it feels a bit odd to me to to go and, and and okay, so so let me say why why I think it's seventy five basis points, right? Please. So you know the the whole thesis or, or the whole idea you know and, and i think that this is kind of where the, the fed will be thinking what we'll be thinking about as well is that you know when, when we talk about inflation peaking and coming down the, the coming down is not a straight line it's not a roller coaster right it's not going to go straight down mm. then there's going to be mm. small periods of up and there'll be you know bigger down and, and you're just it's, it's essentially a process that takes time Right, so yeah. you know, just because there was one data point in the last month that showed a slight increase, it, it doesn't necessarily mean slight. That Are you much. sure? Yeah, slight. it was slight. Um, core core CPI was slight, right? Month on month, because year on year okay. is, is ridiculous. Like, why, why are we looking at year on figures? We are looking at the price this month compared to last month, right? So, and month on month was like zero point three percent or something like that. So, so it's slight. And at the end of the day, you know what? They, what the Fed likes to look at, it's not CPI or even core CPI. It's, 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 it's this thing called core PCE. Um, so it's mm. personal consumption expenditure. It's a slightly different measure that comes out at the end of this month, right? Mm. And that has tended to be lower than CPI figures. And if that still shows negative, then you know that it is still a sign, at least to the Fed, based on their preferred measure, that the CPI is coming down. So if that's the case, okay. you know, why jump the gun now and, and raise 100 basis points now? You can raise 75, you know, keep it as you have signal. And if in a week and a half's time, we see that, oh, actually PC has gone way up, it's time to tighten more. The next hike in November will be a one bit, will be 100 basis points. Mm. So you're saying they're erring on the side of caution in this sense, because the, the PCE numbers could not be positive. Yeah, and, and well, 75 basis points is still a very big hike. You know, and, and this is the third consecutive yeah. time we're doing it. So mm. it, it's by all measures already an aggressive move. It's just whether they, they are going to be more aggressive. Got it. I think 75 was something that we that we did speak about. I think we saw the Australian yeah. also Australian Reserve Bank also raised it by 75 basis points. Yeah. I think last month or two months ago, right? I don't know the exact date. Um so I do I do see that happening. The only question here is do they say I go a bit more aggressive now, see the PCE numbers end of this month, and then don't do such a high raise on the next one, for example? Yep. That could be a scenario that it could be playing out as well, right? 
Yeah, but I guess that's a, just a bit more unlikely because the PCE figures will be for August, right? So, so what's done is done. Mm. You know, um, it's just a matter of getting the correct information calculated and released. So you might as well wait for the better and, and cleaner data point that you actually use to make decisions um, than to, to just jump the gun. And I mean, think about it, right? You, you go 100 basis points now and actually in, in 10 days time, your, your PC comes out to be like negative 1% or negative half percent month on month. That's yes. not a good look on anybody, you know, <laughs> because you, I mean, and, and this Fed has made a very big point about being data driven, you know, being flexible, mm-hmm. looking at the data before making their decisions. So I think it, it would still be quite surprising if they went for that 100 basis point hike. Um, of course, if, if it's still rising when PCE comes out, then that's going to be painful in November when, when we will inevitably exactly. talk about this again. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I guess that's where I'm coming from as well. So I see your point. I understand it. I think that's probably the, the right thing to do. Um, but, you know, you never know with, <laughs> with these feds. Yeah. And I think you never really know. And, and Powell gave his usual speech, isn't it? Tell us a bit how, how he spoke. No, no. So, so I think that that's the next part of what will happen tomorrow, right? So I think at about mm. 12 30, 12 45, they'll actually announce how much they're hiking by. Um, about mm. two hours so later, so 2 30 p.m., 2 45, Powell will come and give a speech about why they've decided, how they've decided, and then how they see the markets go looking forward. Sorry, not markets, um, the economic outlook, right? Um, so inflation and GDP and employment look going forward. And, you know, along with that release, they'll also release this thing called the dot plot, which is essentially a, a measure of how all the various Fed chairs are, are thinking about interest rate hikes over the next few years, right? or, or what the interest mm. rate will be, and, and also other economic information over the next few years. So, so I think, you know, as compared to maybe, let's say, the July meeting, this has a lot more information um, provided in it. So there will be a lot more movement. Got it. Got it. I think I, I also think actually it's seventy five basis points, right? Of course, I'm pulling your leg and and making a bit of fun with 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 a hundred basis points or one percent. Um, I do believe it's seventy five percent. I think one of the factors is this, but I, again, I don't know if this is a factor they look at, which is the exchange rate. U.S. dollar has been yeah. on the rise for a fair fair bit, and if it they is. increase interest rates faster. In this case, the hundred basis points is going to increase the US dollar even more, right? Yep. And that's the, the last thing that they want, technically, as well. I feel um, they still want yeah, to, to remain. And, but I guess that that's that where it that, that's where it kind of gets very tricky, right? Because if mm. the more they increase interest rates, the more they uh, strengthen the US dollar, the more they impact earnings. So because if you have Microsoft, for example, with lots of foreign denominated earnings, your next earnings is going to take a hit. Right, and exactly. the more that you stress actually the global economy, because you look at the yen, right, it's it's just going down. Mm. Um, mm. you look at your emerging market debt crisis and and all of that. How, how, what's what's going to happen there, right? Um, I think that the question is whether the Fed actually considers all these global factors when they make their decision, or whether it's a purely yeah. U.S. centric, um, you know, monetary policy. I just want to bring U.S. inflation down. I don't really care about the rest. Right, maybe. Mm. Uh, right, I think Jefferson used to kind of think that they, there's a they have a more global view of the world. So we shall see. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's I yeah. think a, a consideration because, and I think they they have a more a bit more global feel of the world. And this again, honestly, it's, it's speculation, right? But the the reason I feel that is because these U.S. companies are global, 
So it will affect everything. So indirectly, it's going to affect the local market as well. Yeah, but um, that, that's the whole point of like, you know, demand destruction and bringing down. I mean, one of the Fed chairs came out after Jackson Hole and said, we did not like, you know, or uh, they, I mean, they didn't say that they were delighted, but they said, we did not like seeing equity markets go up after we made our announcement. <laughs> no, that's just wrong. That, that's, that's not what we, want, what we wanted to achieve. We are supposed to go down, you know? So, so yeah, I think, the market's going down is, is the correct, yeah. is a desired response, right? And mm. and a strengthening US dollar isn't against that conclusion as well. Fair. I think we will only know more tomorrow. Yes. I'm definitely exciting. eager to find out what's what's going to happen there. Eager to find out how wrong I am again. <laughs> or or right. You never know, man. You never know, right? If, if I keep getting right, I'll just keep making more and more predictions, right? And then one day I'll get it right. Yes. Your predictions, I think if you get it right, I think you should keep going. Open up a new business. Call it fortune telling for stocks. All right, Anthony. So. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll go and learn some. I'll learn to draw some lines on charts as well. So I can actually like pretend that it's scientific and, you know, hey. um, make proper predictions. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, all right. For a second story, we're talking a little bit more on Porsche IPO. All right, a bit lighter here. I think we've All right. talked a lot Exciting. on um on FOMC. Um, a bit heavy, right, for our first story, but a bit of exciting news, I think. So starting today, right, today itself, 20th <laughs> September until the 28th of September, Porsche is going IPO. Or rather, that's okay. what Volkswagen is saying. Yep. Uh, they're aiming to raise 9.4 billion. So not all of it. I think it's 20 something mm-hmm. percent of of shares that is going to be IPO'd. But they're looking to raise as much as, oh, sorry, they're looking to raise as much as 9.4 billion, which is making the sports car uh, Porsche valued at somewhere around 78 billion dollars or 80 billion dollars. Okay. That's, That's for me. Okay, is that high? I'm going to give you, yeah, I'm going to give you some comparisons, right? So it's competitors. All right, Anthony, who do you think the the Porsche competitors are? I mean, you have a Porsche at home, last, So tell me. No, no, no. I, I don't. Know. It's, it's, it's a German car, but no, not not a Porsche. Um, yeah, I I don't know actually because they are kind of niche. They're, they're not a Lambo or a Ferrari, right? Um, but then again, neither are they a Ford or even a Volkswagen. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think so, I think Porsche is just one of those like nice uh, mid trainings. But tell me, is it more expensive than Rivian actually? <laughs> Oh, wow. That's a very good question. <laughs> we should check the, the valuation for Rivian as we do this. Um, but to put into perspective, right? Ferrari is valued yeah. at $30 billion. BMW okay. is valued at $50 billion. Volkswagen okay. uh, is valued at $80 billion. And they, by the way, they uh-huh. own Porsche, right? Yeah. And and Mercedes is valued at somewhere around $41 billion. Um, so Porsche... R- Rivian is at $35 billion. $35 billion. Okay, but Rivian's still up yeah. and coming. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, they, they were at 100 billion, so, you know. Okay, true. <laughs> but but hear this, right? From this IPO, in this climate, they're expecting Porsche to be valued at 78 billion. That's more, that's almost the same valuation as Volkswagen. Yeah, that's insane. That's insane. I feel that's insane. Was it you, Anthony, that has a rule that you don't buy IPOs? Was it you? Oh, no, that, that's um, Reggie. Reggie, Reggie has the rule because it's overvalued and they price it wrong and all of these things. Yeah, and, and you need to like become a public company and, and, and work hard to become a public company, that sort of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that's <laughs> Reggie. I think he might be right on this one. So for me, that's a really yeah. big question mark, right? Because Volkswagen is now is now $80 billion, right? It's risen a little bit since this news and all of this thing, but not, not by much. So 80 over a billion dollars, but they're aiming to have Porsche at, one, at, at $78 billion. Maybe Volkswagen is just undervalued. 
Uh, right, uh, they they were they were not giving proper value to the the Porsche <laughs> brand and all the EVs and and all of that. I mean, that's possible, right? It's it's not saying that AD is fair value now and and everything else is not. No, I mean, yeah, okay, you're pulling my leg here, right? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, when you look at the other competitors, your Mercedes, your BMWs, you know, yeah. To a certain extent, you could say they're not direct competitors because Porsche mm-hmm. is a bit more luxury, but they also you know focus on family. But they are four seater Porsche. Was it? Yeah, Cayman or no? Cayman is not. Well, anyway, there's a few, yeah, right? Um, yeah, <laughs> see, I don't even know. This the is this is this is why you buy crypto, then you know yeah. this was, that's what you can buy. <laughs> so I think for me is 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 a bit of a question mark. Now the other thing is this: when you when when they IPO, they're actually only going to list twenty five percent of the company, mm-hmm. but it's going to be in preferred shares. Okay. Right? So it's not ordinary shares, which effectively means, so if you get preferred shares, which means you don't have voting rights. So you're in it for yep. the ride, right? To use the car metaphor in this one. Um, okay. So they have little say with with how it's going to go. It's it's effectively just to um, get some dividends, get some, yep. hopefully, valuation going up. Yeah, I mean, this sounds more and more like, you know, Volkswagen trying to spin out and, and get some return and some cash. <laughs> rather than like rather than listing Porsche as a viable investment vehicle mm. right it's like it's, it's just going Volkswagen going ah you know what I think I'm undervalued I have this strong brand which is relatively which is really recognizable let me just mm. you know, list it and, and spin out and get cash and, and return it to the shareholders right to Volkswagen mm. shareholders and, and maybe right, fleece yeah. you know so, some re- retail investors along the way <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, at least that, they, they are they are they are maintaining majority control, right? Even without yeah. this, you know, preferred shares thing, that they, they are still seventy five percent shareholder. You know, um, then preferred share thing just kind of makes them a different share class and and being able to to vote anyway. So, yeah, yeah this is this is a spin off. <laughs> exactly. So, um, I I personally would be like, whoa, what's what's going on here? Is there a liquidity issue that Volkswagen is having, or they want to increase the stock price via the dividend play? Like, exactly. you know. What? Yeah, what are they? What are they trying to do here? The funny thing is, they said they have a commitment of around this already over the next nine mm-hmm. days. Um, Qatar Investment Authority is investing into this, but th- then again, they also own uh, Volkswagen, so <laughs> they own their, yep. they're like the third largest shareholder of Volkswagen. So for them, money you know from left hand to right hand lah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, together with with a few other wealth funds that are looking to purchase it, right? So. I think it's it's a little bit of news just to alert coconuts out there. Yes, it might sound flashy. Yes, it might sound great, but look deeper, um, and and see whether you you actually find this uh, invest a good investment vehicle or not. I I don't think so. What what are your thoughts here, Anthony? I don't know. I think yeah, well, car manufacturers just haven't been the best. I mean, short of Tesla, right? Everybody just just hasn't been the, the best investment, whether it's Mers or BM. Or even mm. Ferrari, right? Their they yeah. performance ha- just hasn't been that great. So, so yeah, it's it's you know I think a wait and see. Like I think Volkswagen just just sounds a lot more attractive than than Porsche, um, just because you're the holding company. You know, mm. you you can try to capture that whole shift to to EV, right? I mean, if Porsche needs money to to become an e- electric vehicle company, who are they going to call, right? They're going to get money <laughs> from the shareholders anyway. Um, so so yeah, it's it, it just doesn't make much sense to me to, to buy Porsche. Um, you, you'd rather buy a car and, and burn that money anyway. At least you, you kind of feel flash driving it. <laughs> More benefit buying a depreciating asset. Yeah. Than, than to buy shares. Right? It's just terrible. Yeah. Like, like, we, we shouldn't say things like that. They're just bad financial planning. Uh, 
Luckily, we are not a financial advice company. You know, we just no. We just then, then, then we would buy Porsche. Then because we knew yeah. we were successful, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, true, true, true. No, no, no. Anyways, nope. yeah, not, not so us, that, not us. That's not us. No, uh, we keep it real, guys. Just to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I think that's just a quick, quick, nice uh, filler and our second story for Porsche IPO. Love to see how it is right. actually in the next in the next few months. See how that goes. I could yeah. be completely wrong here, you know. As for some reason, maybe it goes up to hundred million or it goes up to maybe twenty million. Maybe, but I think this is a very safe prediction. It will not go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, uh, okay, for our third story. Ooh, what is Figma, Anthony? What is Figma? I think you should be the one telling me, right? You're no, the one no, with no. all these, like, you know, small private tech companies. Uh, no, want no. to be the next Facebook or Amazon? <laughs> no, no, no. Figma. Yeah, Figma, Canva, you know, Motion, <laughs> all, all these, all these things that I don't know anything about. But yeah, um, but Adobe, Adobe, I know, right? Um, you know, okay. Photoshop and and PDF. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's how you know Adobe very good yes. <laughs> I, I, look I, I, the, my most used app is Microsoft Word okay <laughs> that, that's how bad it is okay, um, okay. And, and Teams but yes um, but yeah so so you know I think Adobe had earnings last week um, you know, that was okay it wasn't anything flashy mm. but I think the, the bigger news that came out of it was that they announced they would be acquiring Figma and Figma mm. I Oh, it, it's kind of like a design company, it, in, or rather it's a, it's a design tool, right, in a sense. Um, and I think the difference between that and something like, let's say, Photoshop or, or any of the other tools that Adobe has for you to to kind of make things and, and create things is really just that Figma is, you know, collaborative. And it's designed mm. from, from in that sense to be collaborative, whereas Photoshop is like you clicking on your laptop. So so yeah, they they announced to to purchase Figma, which which, they, which is seen as their competitor. And once they announced that acquisition, twenty billion dollars worth, well, that the share price just dropped, right? It dropped like twenty percent. And I think Whoa. from pre-announcement until now, it's what thirty percent down. And wow. Adobe isn't a small company, right? It's like hundred eighty. It one. was hundred eighty, hundred ninety billion market cap. Um, way more than Porsche and, and Volkswagen. Um, and, and now it's 130. <laughs> so nearly yeah, Porsche and Volkswagen. So so yeah, it's it's just, if you're an Adobe shareholder, it's just been a crazy ride, you know. You thought the company was like, okay, earnings were okay, and mm. they, they announced the acquisition and just tanked. Yeah. Where do you see this this acquisition going? Like, why why do you think they, they got this? I mean, I think, you know, that that's, it's it's really a strategic acquisition, right? And and that, mm. I mean, look, look at the deal valuation. It, it's kind of crazy, but it's 20 billion. Um, but just based on Figma's last earnings, I mean, it's private, so so it's it's all kind of, no, neither here nor there, but, but what was announced at least was but they had 400 million in annual recurring revenue. So it's it's a 50 times multiple, right? Oh my word. <laughs> like like we, we talked about Amplitude listing at 30 price to sales and we went, this is mad. And that was in 2021. Like when everything was up. Machine. When everything was yeah. up. Exactly. <laughs> everything was up, right? That's, that's a, have a time machine. Are they stuck in the like September 2021? <laughs> you know, 50 times ARR. And you're buying it in this market condition. Like, come on. You know? And uh, the last fundraise that Figma did was June 2021 at 10 okay. billion. 
right? So, wow. so the, I think there was Series D or Series E investors, really late mm. stage, double their money in a year, right? And and but you can kind of see why, right? Like Adobe just saw this as maybe an existential threat, right? And mm. that's why it's such a strategic, and and that's why you overpaid, you know, to to get it because if you don't, your company might not exist, you know, 10, 15 years down the line, or if Figma gets acquired by like Microsoft. Right then, then mm. Adobe is just not going to exist. You know, all the tooling, and the, the distribution is sorted out. You know, like they, they're just not going to win. So, so I think that's the thinking behind it. Really, it's it's just to take out a competitor, um, prevent other competitors from buying it out, and and you know, if you overpay for it, so be it. Um, better than mm. dying. Yeah, I think more more than that. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. I think it's a strategic a strategic investment. I think there are uses within the Adobe ecosystem, right? Yep. Um, for example, if you look at the, the the Photoshop suite, right? You've got InDesign, mm-hmm. Photoshop, Fireworks, and stuff like this. Effectively, this tool is meant for a design. And most of the time, they use this for either websites or, or app flows or anything like that. Yep. And they could use that couple and couple that within the Photoshop ecosystem. So you can design something in Photoshop, copy, paste it back on Figma. And then continue mm-hmm. on to the next slide. So I do see some sort of synergy there. At the same time, I do see a little bit of synergy here because if you're building out websites on Figma, you can actually use that to the Adobe CMS okay. provider. Again, they build out these integrations and all of that, yep. right? So I'm, I'm looking far ahead. So I do see that as a potential use case. Um, and whether that's going to increase their retention, obviously, I won't know this. Right? Their management and their retention uh, team would know that one. Um, whether that is the angle that they're looking at, or like you said, uh, uh, before they, somebody else buys it, I go and buy it. Kind of like the Facebook buying Instagram sort of feel. Yeah, but wouldn't they be able to build something like that at less than $20 billion? Right? Or shouldn't they have yeah. been trying to build something like that already? Yeah, right? why? agreed. Like why? And, and Adobe obviously has a user base, right? So so it's not customer acquisition. No, um, no, they, they could yeah. probably pay for the talent. So, you know, why, why the, I, I think that, and that, that's the part that, that's kind of perplexing to me, right? Like, you can think the strategy is obviously synergistic. It all makes sense. It expands their product suite. You know, mm. but why buy when you could build it yourself? Or why, and I guess a more insulting question is why have you not been building it yourself or why you have been building In it yourself place, and feeling? Yeah. <laughs> and there are a lot, right. and, and all, yeah, in all fairness, there are a lot of other companies out there that's doing this, right? So Canva, a lot of companies use Canva instead of Figma. Yep. Um, there's also InVision. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of that. Mm-hmm. That's effectively an app or a web tool. Um, also, yeah, I don't know, this was your story, this. right? It's all these like, you know, small, <laughs> private yeah. tech companies that nobody so, uses and hears about. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> startup companies use it, all right? Just like how startup companies use Figma. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so exactly. So I think for for me the question is why did you overpay? I I don't know why. Um, obviously we we won't know why. We just got to wait and find out and see whether this will pay off, right? Just like how yep. when Facebook bought um, Instagram, we're like, what the hell? One billion dollars for that? And then ten years down the line, they're laughing, right? Yeah. So maybe. Maybe, maybe they have some vision we can't see. Uh, yeah, and, and I think that's that's the bull case, right? If if yeah. you are over and and a Adobe shareholder and, and you're still holding it now, you know that that's kind of the bull case. That essentially, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, with the rise of Figma and Canva and, and all these other tools, Adobe was, itself was getting disrupted, right? And mm. and they couldn't seem to be. I think they just had a slightly different go-to-market strategy. They just couldn't seem to be building out the, the features and the tool set 
fast enough to to meet whatever was disrupting them. So you know, mm. if you if you overpay and and you buy this and you make this the the linchpin of your strategy going forward, right? You you have essentially reinvented the company, and you know they have done this before. Um, the the management has done this before with I think Macro Media back in the twenty tens, although they mm. they eventually discontinued that. But you know that I think that is really the the bull case here that instead of getting disrupted, they, they buy the dis- the biggest disruptor and, and they become you know, the, the, the big disruptor again, disrupting themselves. Yeah. Right. And 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 in that and in that case, you know, either way they win. Right. I, I think yeah. the the difficulty is, you know, I think as you kind of seen Figma is it really starts from the individuals, right? It starts from the small startups. It starts from the small creators, and then you know they—it's it, kind of like the Zoom model previously, where where you just infiltrate um, an organization and then you expand and mm. expand, right? And and that's a very different sales strategy from Adobe. So you know how how would these two companies sell together? Are they going to be sell? You know, are they going to be competitors when selling and and pitching? And I think that's. Like like integration isn't going to be easy, especially if they're they're going to keep Figma relatively independent, right? Like how, how's it going yeah. to work? So yeah. so yeah, it's 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 a lot of open ended. Yeah, that this, this is a very open ended story. But I think you know, it is. You, you it it's you need to squint really hard to see this working out really really well for Adobe in in even five years time, right? Because mm. as of now, Figma is what three four percent of of their entire revenue. Yeah, Adobe has sixteen billion revenue or something yes. like that. So, so yeah, it's it's negligible in in the, the the scale of Adobe. How quickly are they going to scale it up? You know, can they even scale it up that quickly to to make this uh, a ten pole that they kind of wrap around going forward for the next decade? I think that that's really the big question. Yeah, absolutely. Because I was also thinking like, hey, you know what? Does does Figma have certain like IP or certain thing, anything like that in the system? I, I don't believe so. Coconuts, if you know more about this than we do, love to find out from you, right? If they do. But I don't think this you're not buying it for any sort of IP. So Yeah, I think you, you buy it for the architecture, right? It, yeah. It's like, you know, it, it's just a very different way of, you know, writing and, and creating the software to work. Mm. It's like working collaboratively in Google Docs versus Microsoft Word. Like Microsoft Word tries to do it, you know, but yeah, yeah and I know this because we, we do try to do it. <laughs> but <laughs> but compared fail. to Google Docs. Yeah. But yeah, and, and fail. I mean, and we lost two hours of work and we were really upset. Um, oh but, my god. But yeah, and this was at eleven thirty PM and oh, we were no. calling her and like, where, where were the changes you make? What changes do you make? And I said, Oh shit, we lost like two hours of work oh, at eleven thirty PM. Um it just but, doesn't yeah, work. I mean, you know. <laughs> I, yeah, but that's, that's the thing, right? If you are legacy and you need to, and that the whole marketplace shows a new way of working, and mm. you cannot retool your current solutions to to meet that new way of working because it's difficult. You know, you made design choices right at the very beginning, and, and all that. Then, yeah, the, the easiest way to do it is just to acquire, you no, know, yeah. or or to set up a completely new product line and, and treat it as like innovation. And and I'm sure they tried that but failed, which is why they they are acquiring. Yeah, yeah, could be. Unless they think they could be the next Canva, right? Because I think Canva's valuation yeah. is somewhere around forty billion or something like this. So, in that respect, actually, it's a steal. Yeah, it is. I, I thought Figma was bigger than Canva, though. No, mm, I, I don't actually know. Don't think so. Don't think so. Yeah, but yeah, Canva last valued at forty billion. Yeah, which is also insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
so yeah, I think that's 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 good to know. I think I want to see how this plays out over the next year, right? I'm not going to say next two three months like we did with the FOMC yep. or, or or a Porsche. <laughs> Um, I want to see how this plays out over the next year, two years. Let's see how they're looking to integrate it. Is it a cobbled approach or are they doing something new? Maybe starting a new yeah. division? Or, Actually, you know? I, I'm interested in the next two, three matches to see whether you know the, the authorities come in and say this is anti-competitive and block it. Because, mm. you, you, I mean, Adobe Creative Cloud is pretty much a monopoly, right? And you're yes. buying a second or third largest um, competitor that, is kind of the definition of anti-competitive conduct. <laughs> so you know, but of, of course, um, the the FTC loves big tech. They they don't really think of Adobe as big tech. So maybe nothing will happen. Yeah. But yeah, at first blush, this looks slightly odd to just get waved through without you know much more questioning. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that, that's the legal side of me talking. <laughs> Perfect. Um, no, awesome. That's a good one. You know, actually, what we haven't talked about in a while. And maybe we should think about it once we get a bit more news. Twitter and Tesla, or Twitter and Elon. <laughs> his, if you notice, his name has not been appearing in our uh, market updates for a few weeks now. I, I've been avoiding that. that. I mean, if, I'm, I'm happy to talk about Elon Musk and the lawsuit every week. <laughs> but I don't know if people are, like want to listen to it. <laughs> Like, like he, he's just getting his ass handed to him, by the way. Um, Elon Musk is not is. doing very well in his lawsuit. He is. He is. Oh, my God. Anyways, that, that one we can save up for, for... We'll get a bit more scoop and then we'll, we'll inform you guys about what's going on there. Yeah. And the trial's in three weeks. So, you know, we, I'm sure mm. we'll cover it within the next month or so. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Coconuts, for, for listening in. Hope you learned a thing or two as usual. And we will see you next week. Bye. All right. See you guys. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode with me, Rakesh, and trust that you learned something today. If you enjoyed the session and want to be part of the banter, join our community Telegram group or follow us on social media. We also have a weekly newsletter to get a digest of the news we covered. To sign up, please click the description below. As always, we love your feedback, so share that with us at hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. Thanks, and stay safe.